that's your reward right there. Like you did it. You made it to that, to that moment. And it feels good. Hey everyone, it's Sarah. Welcome to Assyrian Podcast, episode 185. One of the things I love about this podcast is that I've been able to talk to multiple Assyrian women who have inspired me in some way or another. Today's guest inspired me to get back on top of my fitness goals recently after being a little extra relaxed these past couple months. <laughs> Years. Katie Acuna is a pro bodybuilder from the Bay Area in California. Katie and I talked about her upbringing in the Bay and how she entered the world of bodybuilding, eventually going pro. Personally, during our conversation, she inspired me to take better care of my body. She reminded me that it doesn't really matter how long it's been or if we've given up at some point. All that matters is that we keep our bodies moving and we keep moving towards that goal. I hope she inspires you too. So without further ado, here's Katie Acuna. How are you doing today? I'm doing well, thank you. How are you? Good. I'm so glad we got to meet. How's your morning going? Oh, it's going good. I actually slept in this morning. Didn't work out. Just took a chill day. I have my Red Bull. I feel like for you, sleeping in is like 8 a.m. Yeah, right? like okay. si- yeah, seven, six. <laughs> Where are you located right now? I live in the Bay Area, just outside of San Francisco, about uh, 30 minutes away. Yeah. Oh. Nice. In Brentwood. Yeah. You're in Chicago, right? Or no? Yeah. Yeah. I'm in Chicago. I love the Bay though. Uh, thank you. I love, I love Chicago. I went there. My son graduated from the Navy base up there. It's so beautiful. I was supposed to meet up with the Knights, uh, the Assyrian Knights while it was up there, <laughs> but it didn't work out. Unfortunately, I love Chicago. Yeah. It's a fun city for sure. There's always something to do. Have you always been in the Bay? Mm-hmm. Um, born in the Philippines and my dad was in the military. Yeah. That's so, so sweet. Yeah, as soon as he was done there, uh, we moved to, Con- he was stationed in Concord right outside of San Francisco. So I grew up out here. This is my, my stomping ground. <laughs> <laughs> this is all I know. Is your dad also a Syrian? No, no. My dad's uh, Norwegian and Irish mostly. Um, so I'm mixed. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of hard because out here where I am, there is no Assyrians. I I wore uh, my mom would be like, just tell people you're Italian. Nobody knows what an Assyrian is out here. <laughs> it's so funny. Yeah, well, there are a lot of Assyrians in the Bay, like mostly San Jose area, right? San Francisco a little bit. Yeah, about an hour from me, hour and a half. Uh, when Seiki came out here, he was going to San Jose to visit uh, his family. So it was kind of nice because he stopped by here. You know, Seiki, he's the um, president of the Assyrian Knights. So he actually got to came oh, here. Yes, yes, yes. Another Assyrians in Brentwood. Woo-hoo! <laughs> <laughs> there was two of us here at one time. Wait, so where did you, so right now you're in Brentwood, mm-hmm. and then where did you grow up? I grew up in Pittsburgh, which is about uh, 20 minutes from here. Oh, so, there's a Pittsburgh in the Bay Area? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's funny. I, yeah, I grew up in West Pittsburgh, which they changed the name of the city because it was so bad. 
and then everybody got so mad. It's called Bay Point now. Um, but the old old timers like me know it as West Pittsburgh. <laughs> oh, nice. No H. But um, it's a great city. It's a great city. It's a, I think one of the very few where we all kind of grew up together. It's a really communal. And so we're all still friends now, even though most of us have moved different you know, directions in life. So proud Pittsburgh pirate right here. <laughs> <laughs> What's your like day to day like your typical daily routine? I get up between three and 4 a.m depending if I sleep in sometimes five and um, my first thing that I do is work out I take my pre-workout get my it's like my coffee <laughs> get my energy going get my protein drinks in um, so I, I have to start early because if it comes to later in the night I'm not going to do it I just I'm not the person that works out at four or five o'clock because it, it's just no way <laughs> at all and uh, then I get my kids ready go to work. <laughs> Lunchtime is planning on either studying because uh, I'm going to school through my work as well. Oh, cool. What are you doing? Um, so I'm an appraiser and I've been a licensed appraiser for about 20 years now. And so they're sending me to school to upgrade my license to a certification so I could do more complex assignments. It's something I should have done a long time ago, but you know, I get set in my ways. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like we all kind of get into a routine and then we're like, meh, we push, push something off because there are other more important things going on. Everything has its own time, you know? It's so true. And I do math for a living. Like most of my work oh is my math gosh. and I hate math. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I also hate I'm I'm not that it's it was it was just not my subject you know everyone's yeah. got their strong suit math was not mine yeah, I'm same and my dad's a mathematician like he's so smart and so yeah in first grade I'd ask for help and he'd be like well the hypotenuse of the parallelogram is you know radius times radius times pi and I'm like um, so two plus two <laughs> <laughs> what yeah you know that one <laughs> yeah it's like he's speaking a whole nother language. <laughs> I just want the answer. How did you get into bodybuilding then? So it, were you always just like into fitness or was it like, um, you know, something that you had to transition into? Um, I've always been into fitness. I I was very uncoordinated as a kid, but my parents still made me play sports <laughs> and, um, you know, softball, volleyball. I was too short. They would ro rotate me out at the net. Um, oh I did. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm literally five foot three. So it's like, and, uh, yeah, my, my parents always had us involved in things, um, ballet, tap, jazz, piano. And then I got really into Ichinru, uh, Okinawan karate, where I used to compete, uh, fighting and I loved it. And then as a teenager, I kind of fell away. Um, and my sister would work out a lot. So I was like, oh, I want to work out too. You know, I looked up to my my elder sister. And when I started doing it, I found the one thing I could do that I was somewhat coordinated at and good at. And I loved it. So it's always somewhat been a part of my life. I took weight training in school. I was a trainer uh, in my early 20s. It's followed me 
on and off throughout life. There's times I gave up and there's times I went through hard times in life where gym wasn't my priority. And every time I went back, I felt better and I felt good about myself. So just kind of. So weight training was kind of like that thing you you had found your niche. Yeah, that was, it was my, my niche. And it also was my therapy. You know, that was, it's my time to think. It's my time to process. It's, you know, there's so much more to it than just going in and being like, oh, I'm going to be fit. It's a whole experience. Like some people cook and that's when they think and process and create. I never really thought about it that way, but it's true. Like whenever I go for a run and it's a good run and I haven't really thought about, you know, all of the other things that I need to do in the day. And I'm really just thinking about the run. It's really like a rewarding feeling. And it's something that I actually didn't have when I was younger. I was very much out of shape and um just uh it it was like a struggle like i wasn't always into running it was something that i really had to force like i was one of those kids in high school that faked the mile and all that stuff and now i just run three for fun you know (laughs) that's awesome (laughs) it's just yeah it's one of those things that i feel like everybody needs to find their their way their activity I think activity was the word that I was looking for because for some people it is playing like volleyball maybe once a week and then they feel they feel good they feel refreshed and they feel renewed for the week whereas when you're just kind of sedentary all the time it really takes a toll on you like I I'll, I'll notice a difference in just like my joints and I'm only 31 you know <laughs> yeah. yeah and see that's a huge thing I had back surgery on the way yeah, because I sat, I, well, I was born with, um, uh, so I have a defective in my collagen production. And I have Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome, which causes like hypermobility and I overstretch and it's caused arthritis in my back and all kind. it's a soft tissue a disorder. So when I was 34, I had sit, I would sit for work. I sit so much, you know, I sit in the car, I sit at the computer. And I wasn't moving. And um, a year after I had my leg surgery, uh, I lost the ability to walk because my disc went right into my back and shut everything off. I lived in pain for so long and moving, just you hit the nail on on the head. You know, everybody will write you off um, and the pain will get worse if you don't move. So that was a big push for me. And I, I encourage anybody, if it's Pilates, yoga, something, running, <laughs> stretching, it's nail on the head. It is so good for your joints, good for your body. Are you the type of person that dives right into something or are you a baby steps kind of person? Because I was baby steps. I was like super overweight. I was also worried about like health issues, like diabetes and all that stuff that's kind of like prevalent in the US, you know. But for me it was like I would walk at first and then I was like, okay, let me try to get through like the chorus of this song where I jog, you know? And then like little by little it just like turned into, oh, I'm running the whole thing. That's exactly how I am. I baby steps. Um and especially getting back into it, you know, when I got back into fitness hardcore I was in my late 30s, um pushing 40. And it was after I had my son and I had gained a whole bunch of weight and was still going through life issues and health issues. I was miserable. And I did find, you know, we'd go walk the reservoir. That was my (laughs) getting back into fitness. It wasn't going hardcore into weights. And uh, little by little, I felt better. Yeah. 
baby steps. And then I want to do more. Yeah. <laughs> Just being outside and like walking for a while. It, it makes the biggest difference. Like you feel it in your neck, you feel it in just like your back and stuff. Um, I feel like we're going to sell people today on getting I think so. <laughs> it did. It's, it, it's exactly what you said. I mean, there were mornings I would wake up and just, I have two big dogs and that walk, I would just go, you know, walk up for a mile and a half and then not very far and back. And I felt so refreshed and ready to start the day, you know, and that was enough for me. <laughs> Your parents, you said, they were the ones that kind of forced you guys into activities as kids? Yeah, because I think if they didn't, we'd be in trouble. Like we were driving them crazy. So they had to keep us active. <laughs> we would have rock wars and build forts and, you know, get in all kinds of trouble outside. So I was my my mom's girl, girly girl, you know, the ballet, and which that poor woman, I took piano for eight years. I still can't play. I can't read <laughs> notes. It didn't sink in. So, you know, she'd watch me fall over, be the one turning the wrong way, you know, during recitals. And then I was my dad's, you know, okay, you're my last one. I'm going to, you're going to fight. You're going <laughs> to play sports. And he was in the Navy a lot. You know, he was, he was gone a lot when we were really little. So they wanted us to have things to fulfill our time and, and not get in too much trouble. <laughs> so your dad being a Navy guy, did that have anything to do with your schedule now at all? Yes, my father's very regimented. And I think that helped implement that into us as kids, you know, with timed uh, management, which I, I'm always a work in progress with time management. <laughs> so, yeah, and my, my husband now is retired Army. So I'm usually 15 minutes late to everything, whereas he's 15 minutes early. <laughs> so I had to learn how to plan my time better. <laughs> That's a good combo, though. You guys kind of like eventually meet up in the middle and then you just make it to things like on time. <laughs> on time, yeah. I'm sure I give him like a few more gray hairs. It's like, come on, oh my God, come on. I know, it's fashionably late. Were there any athletes or bodybuilders that you were looking up to when you were younger? Um, you know, I always loved Arnold Schwarzenegger. I thought he was, you know, just almost inhuman. <laughs> like, you know, I always wanted big muscles. Um, but I liked Linda Hamilton's arms. There were actresses and actors where I'd see their arms and be like, oh, I want arms like that, you know, but never thought I could. And uh, my sister, she was training for a fitness competition. And for some reason, it got canceled. But I really looked up to her and, and watching her body change. And then my cousin Hillary did a um, competition and she won. It's my, my husband's cousin. And I was like, wow. I, I looked up to all these women. And there's a ton of women, even in my adult age, I look up to um, there's a Syrian women that are posting on Instagram that I watch. And I'm like, God, you know. They look inc like statues, you know, <laughs> incredible. So I always look up to people that are able to challenge themselves to that level. Yeah, because I feel like in that situation, well, in this situation, it's kind of like your competition is really yourself and what you set your mind to doing with your body. Exactly. Exactly. And that should be your only competition is yeah. you and your body. Yeah. And we're all different. We're all going to train differently. We're all going to look differently when we train. So it's about a mindset too. 
because I could I could be like, oh, I want to look like this person, and my body's not capable of that, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Did you have like any self-image issues? Is that part of your motivation at all in bodybuilding? It is. Um, I struggle with self-image issues even now getting older. Like there's always an issue. You know, you're watching yourself change constantly. Um, when I was younger in the 90s, that's when I was a teenager, everybody was stick thin. And here I had hips and a, and a butt, you know, and my little mom pooch on the bottom <laughs> as, I, as time went on. And I would look at myself and I'd get miserable. I my poor husband, there's been times where I got dressed and felt like I looked great only to find I was so uncomfortable in how I looked and what I was wearing. I would make him stop so I could go buy new pants or to like, oh, I've, I've struggled body image for a long time. Yeah. And even, um, you know, in doing fitness competitions, that's another thing where you would have to be mentally prepared because you're, you're scrutinizing every piece of your body from your smile to how you're walking to your muscle development to what goes into your mouth and you know I'd go to weigh-ins and I'm up half a percent of fat and it, it can really be mentally uh, draining and then after the competition because your competition body that's your fake body that's not sustainable <laughs> you cannot keep that going and be healthy some people I guess can uh, I need food right after like I want pizza and beer and you know, I want to eat. So you watch your body change also, you know, to not being this cut defined six pack, you know, you're going to more normal day to day body. And that's a struggle too. So is there a lot of prep that, well, I mean, I feel dumb even asking that question. Of course, there's a lot of prep going into <laughs> these competitions, but how hard was it getting to that point where you went pro? Um, it was a lot. It was a lot because the time frame I decided to do it was Christmas, New Year's, my birthday, my anniversary. We went to Disneyland, like, and you're, you're, you're very set on what you can eat because nutrition is just as big as your training because without your, your proper nutrition, you're not going to develop right or you're not going to cut right. And so that was, that was really, really hard. In fact, planning my next competition, I'm trying to plan around holidays, <laughs> vacations, you know, <laughs> if I want to enjoy myself, but um, yeah, it, you really have to prep yourself mentally. Um, and it is a complete dedication. Like when we went to um, Disneyland, I brought my own food and what I couldn't bring, I had a map out in Disneyland to try to find like the food with the least salt and the, the most protein and the least butter. That's intense. It's a lot. It's a lot. It, it, it to, to get to that level, because it's not just when you go to competitions, it's not about how much, just how much you can lift. And there's so many divisions. I was in bikini uh, for my first one, which is a very tight, slender. You want to show your conditioning, which is shredding. You want to show every muscle that you possibly can. And so, yeah, <laughs> the, the, the thinner you get, the lower the body fat, the more you can show off your, your muscle. And um, it takes a lot to get to that level. That's it amazing. I've heard that people don't even drink water prior to. Yeah, so we pull water. Um, first, you're drinking at least 125 ounces of water a day. You're pushing water 
the whole time. And peak week, you start pulling water away. So you go from 125 to 64 to 32 ounces to, you know, I mean, you're dehydrated. I look at my pictures, you can see wrinkles all over. My skin's wrinkled and I'm kind of leathery looking because all that water is just being pulled and pulled and pulled from your body. So you have nothing. That's so <laughs> But I love how you're still doing math. Like yeah. all <laughs> Not very well. Down to math. Yeah, and I, I did a little vlog on there. I'm like, I, you know, I couldn't find my glasses. And normally I'm, I'm scatterbrained as it is, but they were sitting right on my chest. <laughs> like you, the brain fog is real. I'd go to yell at one of my kids or yell to them. And I'd be like, you couldn't get their name to come out of my mouth. I'd be like, well, you know who you are. I need you. You know, <laughs> that one. You know which one I'm, I'm calling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How many kids do you have? So combined, there's eight total. Um, I've had three. So my eldest is Jordan. She's going to be 27. Uh, Riley is my youngest daughter. She's 19. And um, Arik is my my seven-year-old. Um, and then my husband has children. And then we recently became guardians of, uh, it's going to sound a little weird, but I have guardianship with my daughter over my ex-husband's children <laughs> with somebody oh. else. Gotcha. Yeah. So there are other two bonus girls and they're amazing. I love that. I grew up in a house of six kids. Oh, you came from a big family too. I did. Yeah. I love it. Is your day to day the same every day or do you change it up each day? I change it up. I change it up. Um, so during competition, the average week is you're prepping and shopping grocery shopping all day on sunday and then prepping your food for the week and then it's usually workout every morning you're doing your cardio you're doing your weights you know you're interchanging your different muscles um counting your water loading making sure you're getting because you actually have to eat a lot to lose weight it's just what you're eating so it's constantly remembering to eat <laughs> Because I'm not work with like a nutritionist. I have a nutritionist. Mm -hmm. She's actually getting her PhD this year. Yeah. And she's actually my posing coach too. So you have posing practice and nutrition check-ins and um, training, weight training. I didn't do a, I didn't use my trainer in the second um, competition only because it was just, there's so much money that you put in, you have to delegate you know, where it goes, is it going more to nutrition and posing? Because competing can be very expensive. But yeah, um, now my typical week is I work out maybe, maybe three times a week. Because <laughs> yeah, it's just when I have the time to do it. And then also coming out of my last competition, because I did two back to back. I don't know if it's because I'm getting a little older, but my body was tired. And I just wanted to relax decompress, gain some weight, because I, I do like more meat on my bones than I had. And um, <clears throat> just spend time with my family, because it, it takes a lot, it, it takes you away from everything. And everywhere you go, it's revolved around what you can eat. You know, I would bring containers with me, or my family would have to pick certain restaurants, because they had food there I could eat. <laughs> so now we're like, where do you want to go? Pizza, pizza pizza or wherever I don't care I, could, yeah. I feel like the nutrition bit has to be the hardest because anyone can just go to a gym 
and you know you're lifting weights you go there for a certain amount of time that's fine as long as you get it in your routine it's going to be part of your routine i think they say it's like two weeks to get something to make something become a habit but when it comes to food some of us are so used to you know our comfort foods it's hard to give up certain things or it's hard to start liking other things that are better for us. That was another thing that I had to learn when I was trying to just make myself better, you know, healthier. Um, it's like, oh, you actually, you need more vegetables than this. Like just having a little side salad once a day isn't enough for like, you know, you need more protein here. You're not like, you're, you're not thinking about what you're eating. And so it, it, become, it, it becomes your detriment essentially. But yeah, how did you, how did you navigate that? Because I know it's, I personally, I know it's difficult, but I wanted to hear from you and see what your thoughts are, at least on nutrition, because that's also something that doesn't get taught well enough, in my personal opinion. I agree. I agree. I learned a whole lot just in the last year <laughs> of nutrition. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. So my nutritionist, she actually, she's who I went to and I was like, she was a good friend of mine. We went to high school together and um, I used to get my protein powder and stuff from her. And I was like, I want to compete. And she's like, okay, but she, she doesn't take like no excuses, nothing, you know, and I really didn't want to let her down. So I'm like, okay, I can do this. So that was part of my psyching myself up is not letting Brenda down. <laughs> it wasn't even, so then when you get, you start doing it and it's a lot, it's a lot, it's a lot of, like you said, you're eating, I'm eating two cups of salad twice a day um, with leafy greens and Greek yogurt and all kinds of stuff with protein in it. Um, no sugar, no salt. In fact, it's still hard for me to this day. Everything tastes too salty to me because mm -hmm. salt was stripped. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I was like the salt queen. I like spices. I like salt. <laughs> I like more salt. But even I couldn't even uh, enjoy pizza at first because it felt like the salt was punching me in the back of the throat. And when you take salt away, like a lot of salt, because you still have some sodium, you need it, but um, you notice your body change big time. My blood pressure, my body, like health-wise with the nutrition, I started feeling so much better, like less um, um, acid reflux, uh, less stomach aches, you know, like my body was feeling good. And it was putting myself into that mode of, oh, I feel good when I eat like this. But it was so much to eat. I couldn't eat it all. <laughs> I told her, I'm like, I'm trying. I'm trying. She's like, it's okay. Because a lot of it's like water, you know, uh, like tomatoes is a lot of water. So you're getting water while you're eating your little cherry tomatoes so it goes into your water helps your body flush and you're getting all the um, vitamins and then she's so informative she'll be like can you get this vitamin from this and you know these dark leafy green ones and bell peppers you know with hummus like she made it easy for my diet and my diet was tailored to uh, what i needed to do so because it tasted good i think i had an and it wasn't always the same thing every week. I think I had an easier time with it. So I, I love food. Yeah, I feel you. I'm I'm one of those people though that will like look up like, hey, how do I get more of this vitamin? Why am I overeating, you know, chocolate or something? And then it would be like, oh, your like I'll just Google things randomly and it'll be like, oh, your body actually needs magnesium. You get magnesium from like yeah. dark leafy greens. And I was like, oh. 
didn't know that. Didn't know that. <laughs> it's good to know. Yeah. <laughs> and magnesium is great for you because it helps with muscle cramps too and all kinds of stuff. So I take it every night, but getting it from your food is the best source. Yeah. Isn't that what's also in like those salts? Like after it, you work out or something and you're like super sore, they put them in those like Epsom salts or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you actually absorb that. Um, it absorbs into your skin. So you do get your magnesium from the Epsom salt. Mm -hmm. Have you ever done any of those like ice baths that I'll see like oh. you? No, no, <laughs> no, no. I don't like being cold. Same. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, I, I like I see people do those those uh crypt the they go into the machines and freeze them no mm -mm. no I feel like too claustrophobic for that one thank you I don't like yeah <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little claustrophobic myself so yeah that wouldn't work claustrophobic and cold no yeah yeah no I don't do ice baths um at all when did you start competing? Um, so I just did my first, my very first competition was May of this last year. Um, cool. Yeah, I did three divisions in that one and I got first place in all of them and two pro cards out of, uh, so I got my pro card in the athletic masters and formal wear bikini. I got first place, but missed my pro card by one point. <sighs> <laughs> So that's what I went back and got uh, just recently. So how do how do you become pro? What's the process? Uh, you actually go out there and you compete as a novice, or I mean, you can compete in any division other than pro when when you start. And you're it's not just about how your body looks. You're um, scored on your routine, which I'm not coordinated. I always I look at my things and put my hand over my head because you know it's just awful. Uh, your posing, your swimsuit, your hair, your makeup, you know, your your overall stage presence, like you're being judged on a lot of different categories, your conditioning of your body. Um, and then you have to get, I think it's 168 points to earn your pro card. Um, and then, then <laughs> I know, <laughs> like what, 168, <laughs> yeah. And I got 167 oh, my first one. Oh my gosh, that's so amazing though. For your first try. For my first try, thank you. Yeah, and it was like, so you could get first place, but still not be considered a pro because you didn't uh, score high enough and then you can't compete with the pros. So the last one I did, I scored high enough and I got my pro card and I immediately went into the pro event and I took third on that one um, against the other pros which I was not ready to be out there. I was like, oh, I was so, I mean, these ladies have been doing this for years, you know, and they were looking fabulous. And I had myself psyched out like before I even got on stage for that one. And I was mentally preparing for my pro masters, which I did win. So thank God <laughs> it felt good because I'd been working on that for a long time. That was in the fall. That was, yeah, that was just this fall. Yeah. How was that? Oh, it's amazing. I, you know, honestly, we're not there to compete against each other. It's a great group of people. It's like a family environment. And there's so many different divisions. And you meet people come from all these different stories and backgrounds. And 
it, it's the camaraderie, it's the whole experience, you know? So no, I joke about winning, like, oh, thank God I won, but it wouldn't matter. It wouldn't matter if I got 10th place. It's the being there, the environment and that specific league. I love it. It's all natural, you know, it, it's empowering. It's amazing. And one of the one of the girls, she's a pro competitor. She brought cookies and Rice Krispie treats. So we're all back there starving. And I'm just like eating, you know, cookies. Like I couldn't take it anymore. <laughs> you know, we're laughing and we're helping each other with our outfits and our posing. And, you know, not all leagues are like that. And you do get some that kind of stay quiet maybe because they don't know. They're looking at it as a different experience. But all in all, by the end of the competition, everybody's laughing and, and hugging and, and sharing their stories. Yeah, I mean, there's grandmas there, there's moms, there's people there for specific reasons through so many different uh, life events that it's just, it, it's cool. Yeah. Do you have any friends that do this with you or people that uh, you've made friends with that have been oh, yeah. competitions? Yeah, I don't have anybody that I knew beforehand that compete uh, with me, but through the competitions I made so many friends. Uh, one of the ladies who I competed with, uh, Tarsha, she's, we, we send each other memes and, and she's always sending me funny things all day. You know, she's hilarious. I've made a lot of friends through competing and we're, we're all planning on going to lunch together. I want to go see them compete, even though I'm not doing it in May. Uh, just a lot tammy jen like i look up to them they've been doing it longer they look amazing you know it's a little yeah yeah <laughs> what's your family life like when you're doing these competitions chaotic <laughs> <laughs> i'm very and lucky to have family life and work life balance <laughs> isn't already hard enough <laughs> yeah yeah it you know, there's times, like, especially, like, my last one, I was like, ah, I don't know if I could do this again, because I feel like I take away from my family. You know, you have that guilt. My husband may have to go on a field trip because I have posing practice or something. Like, there's a lot of that my family has to sacrifice. Or they're eating no salt chicken tonight, because that's what I'm having. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then it's kind of nice, too, because I have the two little girls now, um, which is so lovely because my girls are so grown up, you know, my, most of our kids don't live here anymore. And they they just became fascinated. So they would, family life almost is like, can we practice with you? You know, so we try to, I try to make it involve them as much as possible or, oh, you know, can we see the bikini or can we see the, help pick out the formal wear or and they get to look up to you in the process yeah. as well. Yeah, yeah. I want to be a positive role model to them because I look at, you know, all the women that and men that were positive role models to me growing up, you know, that you look up to. So the fact that somebody could look at you that way is pretty cool. Yeah. It's also just nice to have everybody else around you be supportive because it's super easy to slide into bad habits when it's just all around you. So, so fact, true. Oh. Yeah. The fact that your family is like on board and they're like, all right, no salt chicken. Yeah. Here we go. 
Yeah. Well, my husband, he he can be a little devil sometimes. He'd go to Starbucks and get like the most sugariest sugar drinks and be sitting there eating the, you know, Gouda sandwich <laughs> with in front of me. And I'd be like, I'm going to rip that out of your hand. Like, yeah. like, don't you know better? Go eat that in the car. <laughs> yeah. Look away. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. I'm. That's one thing too. If if anybody is considering to compete, you really have to have that support system because it's so much easier when you do. Because if every if, if nobody else is on board, it, it you're fighting a losing battle. Like it takes even more. Like uh, yeah. I mean, I just made chip last night, um, <laughs> which you know has the meatballs and everything else. I couldn't imagine if I were training for a competition, having a family that'd be like, oh, we want this. And it's like one of my favorite, you know, meals or we want pizza and it's one of my favorite meals and watching them eat it in front of me. So they did pretty good. And then I learned too, where I just kind of backed off. You just wait, you wait till the, after this. <laughs> how much exact, I know we were talking about how, uh, when we were talking about nutrition, you were saying like it's a lot to eat. People don't realize how much you have to eat. Um, and I just wanted to know how much do you eat basically in a day? So it would be black coffee, uh, maybe a dash of almond milk in it with uh, half a piece of toast with uh, two egg whites, one egg on top um, with a uh, half a cup of Greek yogurt <laughs> with a half of uh, grapefruit. Okay, so that's and all before grapefruit. like 9 a.m., I'm assuming. That's all before 9 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> and then your snack, you know, it depends on where you're at in your shred, but your snack is a cup of uh, cucumber and a cup of tomato. So it's two cups and that's a snack, you know, of something. And then your lunch is a pita filled with uh, two cups of lettuce, four ounces of chicken, and homemade dressing. And then, you know, your next snack is another two cups of something or uh, carrot sticks and hummus. So you're really like on top of your metabolism then. You're, you're like on a schedule basically like, okay, keep going. You know? Keep going. Mm-hmm keep going you're eating eating and in between that you're trying to get your protein shakes in because you're doing three to four protein shakes a day on top of that so it's a lot on top of your water on top of your you know oh my goodness yeah, yeah you're all the time basically <laughs> you're full constantly you're constantly and then it's like it's time to eat again and then if you don't get that food in when your body's ready then you get hangry like I have learned new levels of hangry I did not know <laughs> existed I was gonna be like, what's wrong with you? And I'm like, I just I get it. I get when I'm taking too long and you're hungry and we're trying to go somewhere because I, I understand how you feel now. I want food. That's all I want. Feed me now. Or because if I miss my schedule, it, you're gonna have a hangry person. When is the next time that you're gonna compete? Um, so I'm thinking of this fall right now, which just like I'm uh, last time I went to Hawaii right before my competition, so it was hard. To, I had to like really sweat it getting down. So I'm trying to figure out when I have the least amount of things <laughs> going on in my life. So I'm thinking uh, this fall 
this fall or next spring. Um, I'm trying to put on more weight uh, and more muscle. I probably want to go in with a little higher body fat percentage. I think I got down a little too low last time. So, yeah, it's going to be a maybe fall. (laughs) It'll either be here or Phoenix. What's the motivation moving forward? You competed this past fall and you went pro. What's the incentive of going forward and continuing to do this? Because you do put your your body through a lot. I mean, just the ups and downs and like shredding sounds intense. Shredding and gaining it back are both like a mental mind (laughs) game. But um, for me, I just really enjoy it. It's not about the notoriety. It's not about anything other than I, I I enjoy pushing my limits. And it's the one thing I succeeded at in life where I made a goal. I saw it through and I've stepped on the stage like from putting the bikini on. I, I, you know, I grew modest in my older life and it was hard, but that's my uniform. You know, it's it's what I wear as part of my my job. So it's pushing my own limits constantly, which I think I like. And, and seeing it through and then knowing like that the prize is the camaraderie I'm going to experience when I go see all my girls and all the competitors and you know it's like the, even the aftermath of going to eat and having fun it's a whole process so that's what keeps me going um, but I don't know how many more I'm going to do because like you said it's very hard on my body and I got pretty sick after my last one so mm-hmm. you have to weigh Maybe then I'll get into judging or just go help out so I can see everybody. Yeah, I just do it because I love it. Do you have any advice for someone who might be like a novice bodybuilder or someone who's just into weightlifting who's possibly considering competing? Uh, Well, you can do it. Get your team. Get your right team. You want your right support system. You want to be in your right headspace you know, um, get a good nutritionist, posing coach, and trainer, you know, hopefully there's somebody that has all three in one, (laughs) but if not, you want to do your research, pick a league also, I I love my league, Uh, it's a smaller league, but it's an amazing league, we are like a family, Uh, so you want to pick your league and your division, (laughs) but you can do it, and there's, it's not just bikini, there's not just bikini, there's not just athletic you know, there's so many different divisions, like inspiration, transformation. You don't have to be 10% body fat to go out there and do a competition. You know, you can go out there and tell your story in an evening gown dress and do evening wear, you know, whatever makes you feel good. That's really cool. I didn't know that was even part of it. Like you can just go out in the evening dress. Yeah, they have formal wear and you, and you wear your evening dress and you know, that's, I did that one on my first one. That was fun. You know, your hair is glamorous. Um, they have transformation and inspiration um, where you see people who are on their journey and have come either halfway or they've made it to their goal and they're there and they're in a, a lot of them are in formal wear or, you know, it just depends. But, oh, there's theme wear. If you wanted to, you know, when a girl last time, she was just there for theme wear and dressed up as a, a Valkyrie. It was, oh. it, it was nice. Yeah. And they do a whole routine. Fun. Yeah. It's a good time. You know, it's, so it's not just about going out and being like, oh, 
look at me. You know, there's there's so much more to, to it, and you can do more than one division. But I would say, find a league um, in Chicago. I know the IPL has um, they do comps out there. Uh, it's a great experience. The girls are all friendly. Um, the guys are all friendly, and so yeah, pick a league, uh, and then pick your division, and just just give it your all. Don't give up and keep going it doesn't matter if you win or lose the fact is the day you walk in and and you see the stage and you go through the process it's the most that's your reward right there like you did it you made it to that to that moment and it feels good thanks for listening if you liked or even if you didn't like this episode please comment dm email, send us a little courier pigeon to tell us how we're doing. Your feedback is appreciated. And don't forget, you can also nominate guests you haven't heard on here yet. We're always open to your suggestions and your collaboration. Also, the Assyrian Podcast Shop is live. So check out the link in our bio to get your Assyrian Podcast swag today.